the name of one God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen. There are two big periods of silence in our biblical story. In the scope of the Bible, the arc of the story, there are these two big gaps where God appears silent to the people. One of those gaps happens just before today's story from Exodus. Last week, we heard the story of Joseph kind of conclude in a sense. And today we pick up that story and there has been 400 years of effective silence. And we hear that a Pharaoh arises in Egypt who does not know Joseph. Joseph's memory has been forgotten. And the Israelite people, Joseph's family, has become slaves. Rather than being protected in Egypt, they've now stayed too long. They've been there too long. They have become second-class citizens, and they live as slaves to the Egyptian people. That period of silence is one that is difficult for the Israelites, and they want God's deliverance. They pray to God. They seek God. They hope that God is going to take them out of the pain and the struggle, the instability and the uncertainty that they are in. There's another period of great silence, and that happens after the prophets. The prophets speak. They speak about God and God's vision and God sending a Messiah. And then for 400 years, there is this seeming silence and people seek after God and want God's deliverance. The Israelites, the Jewish people again, are feeling oppressed, feeling out of control, feeling uncertain, and they hope, they hope for God's deliverance, this time from the Messiah. Now, these two periods are supposed to echo one another. This period of 400 years of quiet that ends up with Moses is meant to inspire the understanding of Jesus, that after 400 years, Jesus comes. Jesus is that new deliverer. In fact, Jesus is the Messiah. And today we hear echoes of both of those periods of silence in our readings. Now, this kind of silence is important for us because many of us know what it means to feel like God is silent, God is absent, how many of us have struggled in our lives, struggled with jobs, struggled with health, struggled with family members? Many of us know what it means to feel like God is just not there, that God is silent, and that silence can feel overwhelming, that silence can feel painful. I think all of us, in a sense, have a new understanding of silence because of what we're still going through. This pandemic, this uncertainty, this change in our lives is something that we all get. At some level, all of our lives have been changed from the ways that we wish they were. We understand what it's like to feel like God is just not there, not speaking, not present. And right now, that kind of uncertainty, that silence, can feel pretty overwhelming. I once heard a story about a great theologian, Henry Nouwen. And Henry went to see Mother Teresa. 
And Henry tells this story of going to see Mother Teresa. He was so excited. Henry was so excited to see this living saint. And when he showed up to see Teresa, this is what he said happens. I was struggling with many things at the time and decided to use the occasion of seeing Mother Teresa to ask her advice. As soon as we sat down, I started explaining all of my problems, all of my difficulties, trying to convince her of just how complicated my life was. When after 10 minutes of elaborate explanation, I finally became silent, Mother Teresa looked at me quietly and said, well, when you spend one hour a day praying to God and you try not to do anything you know is wrong, you'll be fine. <laughs> Here, this theologian had made his life so complicated and Teresa's answer so simple, he had to spend a little time reflecting on that. He says he went and reflected about this decisive encounter. Then he realized something profound. He said he had raised a question from below, and Teresa had given him an answer from above. Henry says, at first, I didn't seem to think that the answer fit the question, but then I realized that her answer came from God's place, not from my place of complaints. He continues, most of the time, we respond to questions from below with answers from below. The result is more questions and more answers and often more confusion. Mother Teresa's answer was like a flash of lightning in my darkness, and suddenly I knew the truth. You see, there are moments when we are called out of silence to imagine something tomorrow that we could have never imagined yesterday. Think about these two lessons that we hear this morning. Let's start with the first from the Old Testament. This Old Testament lesson follows the 400 years of silence after Joseph's death, and it finds that the Hebrew people are in trouble. They are enslaved, and they are being oppressed, and they are being hurt and pushed too far, and yet Pharaoh is afraid. Pharaoh has this fear of whatever will happen with the Hebrew people, and so he commands that all of the midwives kill the baby boys upon their birth. The Pharaoh wants to make sure that the Hebrews never become strong enough to rebel against the Egyptians. In comes two midwives, Shifra and Pua. These midwives have been told upon pain of death that they are to kill every baby boy when they are born. And yet, Shifra and Pua as scripture says, fear God. And I think it's bigger than fear and scared. I think Shiver and Pua know God. They trust God. They feel God's presence, and they are not going to kill these babies. And so after a time of not killing the babies, they're brought before Pharaoh and says, Pharaoh, Pharaoh says to them, what is it that you're doing? Why are you letting these boys be born and live? And Shiver and Pua say, well, the Hebrew women... They're just too strong for us. They just have these babies so fast that we cannot help it, which I hope you find funny because effectively they're saying, we're not doing this, right? We are not killing these babies because we trust God. And they are rewarded 
They are rewarded for this courage, for this vision, and for this faithfulness, even in the midst of silence. And their work begins to change the future. Fast forward to today's gospel lesson, and we see a similar kind of moment. Jesus comes on the scene after 400 years of silence, and he begins to gather up these disciples as he teaches and does amazing things. And these disciples are good Jews. They've been hoping that the Messiah would come, hoping that God would speak and act in the world and change what is so bad about their reality. And yet that faithfulness is tenuous. It can be a little scary to speak that kind of vision into the world. And yet we have Jesus here in this moment say, who do you say that I am? And Peter speaks up. Peter is brave enough and bold enough to say, you are the Messiah, son of the living God. That is treasonous. Peter could be executed for saying those words in public. And yes, and yet he speaks this truth. Because he, in the silence, has heard God once again. And he has acted and will be part of the change in the future. In both stories, there are people who thought the world probably couldn't get any better. People who saw the world as painful and uncertain, dangerous and scary, And yet, even in that uncertainty, they were open to hearing God's voice. And when they did, they acted. And they acted courageously, bravely, against a world that told them to do otherwise. In each of these stories, people who thought nothing could be better took a leap of faith. And when they took that leap of faith, they became part of the change that made the world better. Today, we're knocking on the door of a new school year. We will shortly be praying for and blessing all those returning to school. And yet, this return to school is nothing like we had imagined it would be. There is a high level of uncertainty a high level of fear and anxiety, wanting to make sure that whatever we do does not make the world less safe while still trying to balance doing what we think we need to do. It's difficult in moments like this to feel God's presence, and it can seem like God is silent when the world is swirling around us and making us regularly question what we do, how we act, And the people around us seem to be threatening. It's easy for us to imagine that God is silent. But perhaps we are bringing to God those concerns that are from below. And God's trying to speak to us from above. Could it be that in this anxiety and this fear and this uncertainty and instability that God is trying to break through, that God is speaking and God is trying to get our attention and it's just hard for us to hear what God is saying because it is so different than what we hear all the time in the messiness of our world. I wish I had a crystal ball to predict the future. 
I wish I could tell you exactly what to do, how to act, what to say in order to make things better, but I do know one thing for sure. God is with us. God never leaves us alone. God walks with us every step of the way. God's faithfulness to us is certain. And now, God is trying to break through to us, to shake us, to get our attention, so that perhaps we can change the way we act to help change the world for the better, that we can imagine a future that is so much better than our present, that we can actually act in faith, bravely, courageously, in order to be those agents of change as people have done again and again before us. God is trying to break through, and we are reminded today that we have Christ in us, that light of Christ in us, And whenever we face the darkness, we can help bring the light. Sometimes it takes a leap of faith, a leap of faith to make the change that we hope to see. Are you ready to jump? When you do, God jumps too. Amen.